Hi, I'm Alex Winter. You may know me as an actor-director, but this morning, I'm here to talk to you as a fan about a man named Frank Zappa. It makes you wonder. I'm famous, but most people don't even know what I do. Holy cow, yes indeed, yo. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. How's it going, everybody? Yes, this is your pal Sock Cop here, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, man. Two podcasts in one week? What, have you lost your mind? Yes, I have. Yes, indeed. Yo, we barely get one in one week, and now we're doing two. I wanted to get this one out. I just had this conversation uh, with uh, my good buddy Alex Winter. He's uh, putting together a, a Frank Zappa documentary, and uh, you may know him. Uh, he's done some other documentaries, such as uh, Downloaded and uh, Deep Web, and there was also Bill S. Preston Esquire and that, uh, the Bills and the Ted's movies, Lost Boy. I mean, this guy is prolific. He's prolific. He's all over the place. He's got so much. He's just oozing with talent. We had a nice conversation. He's uh, he's he's deeply entrenched in, the, in this uh, in this Zappa documentary that uh, that he's doing. It's going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. So I wanted to hurry up and get this out uh, while his uh, Kickstarter was still going, uh, just in case if you wanted to uh, become part of this. Now the perks and stuff. If you are a, a Frank Zappa guy, uh, which I am, uh, these are some very exciting things out here. You can uh, you can go to uh, zappamovie.com and you can follow him on Twitter uh, at zappamovie. And uh, his own personal Twitter is at uh, ALX Winter. Uh, so you can follow that guy. Nice guy. We had a good conversation. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun early this morning. And uh, so, he, anyways, without, uh, without further ado, here was my good buddy Alex Winter talking to Sock Cop about Frank Zappa. Ain't life weird? This is Let me ask you that. First of all, when you go to sleep at night, do you do you have dreams about Frank Zappa? You know what? Since I started doing the Kickstarter, that's pretty much all I dream about. I had this really weird dream. It's funny you mentioned that about Frank last night. And uh, thankfully, he's not just yelling at me all night long That's good. <laughs> like uh, i think he did to a lot of his bandmates but uh yeah when you do a when you do a crowdfund campaign man it's it is so immersive it's really all you're doing day and night for you know a month over a month because of the prep so uh yeah I, I do dream of zappa i dream of zappa pretty much all night long i probably will for a while <laughs> yeah i believe so this is a it's going to be a long-term uh, long-term project i've uh i noticed you kickstarter you've got a lot of uh, great rewards and things uh, like that now this uh, this vault thing. Now this is the, now uh, people think the uh, the Kickstarter is for the movie. It's not really for the movie. This is most the Kickstarter is mostly to save Frank Zappa's vault. Am I correct? It, it's yeah. It's really a, it's a a a combined mission, and they're and they're they sort of work together in the sense that I can't make the movie without the material from the vault, and the material in the vault. Uh, some of the material in the vault needs immediate. Um, uh, preservation or it's going to disintegrate and and this very historic material is going to be lost to the ravages of time. So, you know, that was one of the the reasons for something like a Kickstarter, which gives you immediate uh, cash is it allows us to go directly into the vault and start uh, preserving the stuff that we're worried about immediately, like literally the day the Kickstarter is over. So, uh, you know, the more people contribute, the more of that material we're able to save and the more people will see both in my movie and, you know, from the family releasing material down the road. So it's a, a preservation mission with my personal aim being uh, for all stuff I'm going to use in the documentary that I'm making. Right, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fantastic. Now, your other your other documentaries have been uh, mostly technology based. 
And uh, this one is uh, not so much. But it's still sort of about technology because a lot of these, like you said, these tapes are disintegrating. And yep. you got you got to digitize these things. Yeah, it's not just tapes. I mean, the thing that, that about Zappa that you know I'm sure the fans know is is he was, you know, a seminal composer. He was a an incredible uh, you know musician, and uh, you know great wit. But he was also an artist of di of different types. He he could paint, he could draw, he could make films, and so you know the stuff that we're preserving down there is is not just audio, though obviously. Um, that's of paramount importance to, to us. And there's stuff that goes all the way back to the 50s down there. Um, but we're also preserving film. And film deteriorates very quickly. And once that stuff is gone, it's gone. So there's a lot of film down there as well. So it's really pretty much every different type of media you can imagine is down there. It looks like the, the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark down there. So oh, Yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that place is huge. Did the, the, the first time you walked down there and you were like, yeah, yeah, we could digitize all this. Did you go down there the first time and you're like, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, it was it was kind of comedic because, uh, you know, I was talking to Gail. Uh, that's that's Frank's wife who sadly passed away a few months ago. I was talking to Gail about it and she said, you know, uh, we're going to grant you access to his entire vault, which is unprecedented. And, and I thought, cool, you know, I'm going to go down there. And it's I knew it was in this big climate controlled room in their basement. But and it was legendary. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the door the door opened and I thought. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like like walking into into a Costco where everything is Zappa. Yeah, it, pretty much, and uh, and some of it is you know is is it was frightening from the standpoint that I realized that that's what I knew. I, I said to Gail that day, I think you know we should really do a Kickstarter and attack this stuff immediately and not wait for my film financing to kick in to be addressing some of this preservation. So that was where that was born. Oh my goodness gracious! So have you? So I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're down there. You're you're looking at all these things and and stuff already. You found a lot of a lot of interesting stuff down there. It's incredible. I mean, there's a lot of stuff down there that I don't know what it is, and the family doesn't know what it is. So there's there's a journey of exploration. But by no means do we know what all this stuff is. We the you know Joe Travers, who's known as the Vaultmeister, has been down there for 20 years, and so has you know other members of the family, but. It's a vast, vast storehouse, and we don't know what it all is. We know there's gold down there, though, um, and we have just some of the stuff that we've been able to pull up so far, some of which we're sharing on the Kickstarter for the last nine days of our campaign. We started this run yesterday. Right. We're going to be sharing uh, never-before-seen gems from the vault over the next nine days as like a taste of what's down there. So some of it, uh, we do, absolutely do know what it is, and some of it, the family has known what it was for years, and they've been working on restoration projects around, you know, specifically unreleased audio of Franks and things like that. But um, there's an enormous amount of stuff that is unknown, and uh, that's really exciting, uh, especially for my documentary, but I'd say for from an historical standpoint as well, because, of course, I'm not keeping this stuff. I'm just going to be using some of it to tell my story, and the rest right. of it will be will be... Uh, preserved and and indexed and then released by the family. Oh, that's fantastic! Now I got to tell you, I'm um, I'm going to be impressed to see how you could take all this uh, stuff and compress it into a movie link thing. I'm, if you don't make a, a Lord of the Rings style trilogy out of this thing, I will be very <laughs> impressed. This is gonna that's gonna be hard to cut it down. Yeah, I think that that um, that it won't be short. Uh, that's for sure. Okay, good. But but I'm interested in in uh, 
I'm interested in making a film about Frank Zappa and not um, uh, a kind of miniseries about his entire output and and every every moment in his in his creative life because that's I, I frankly you know I'm a filmmaker first and foremost and I, I like making films and telling narrative stories and those have a beginning a middle and an end and they have a kind of a compressed uh, time span and I actually like having those uh, parameters to work within right you know you could definitely make a, a ten part series out of all this stuff but I still maintain that a, a that would be very hard to get financed, but but b I think that it, it's uh, Frank is so varied and his his output is so varied. I'm still not sure that would, would really capture him. I think that what what's going to happen is really going to be best for the fans and for the public, which is I'll make a movie that really captures Frank as who he was as a man, and it'll be a satisfying movie unto itself. Um, but it will really open because I, I like documentaries that kind of open the doors for more questions. That's what I did with my Napster doc downloaded. And that's what I just right. did with deep, deep web, uh, which was mostly about the silk road market, but it, it sort of asks more questions than it answers questions so that it allows the viewer to go off on their own journey afterwards. And that's really what I want people to do is to sort of throw a rock in the water and create a lot of questions for people around this extraordinary individual. And then look over the next 10, 20, 30 years, the Zappa family trust, uh, is going to be releasing tons and tons of material. So there's other movies to be made. There's other concerts to be released. You know, I think the Zappa fans will be very satisfied with the way the family is going to be um, releasing this stuff over the next, you know, foreseeable future. Yeah. Oh, no, that's exciting. Yeah, because it's going to, like you said, they're going to find all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's un ungodly amounts of stuff that's going to be coming out forever. When did, when did this man sleep? Oh, my goodness gracious. I can barely... You know, just function day to day. I'm not gonna. I can't fill up a warehouse with with art. How did this man do that? Well, first of all, you're a puppet, and puppets need more sleep. That's true. So, That's true. Um, but second of all, Zappa didn't sleep. If you know, if you if you listen to the band mem members and the engine recording engineers that have spoken about him over time, I mean, he really would go for days without sleeping at all. So. He didn't sleep. I mean, he really just went and went and went. He was like a, the Energizer Bunny. And and uh, there's a great quote, and it's very bittersweet. Um, but you know, Frank died very young and mm -hmm. uh, and very prematurely. Is he really crammed a lot in with the time that he had? And certainly, he didn't know he was going to die. You know, in his early fifties, but he crammed an enormous amount in with the time that he had. And he was a very you know, spiritually in tune kind of magical person. And I've always sort of wondered if in the back of his mind, subconsciously, he knew he was running on unlimited bandwidth and just crammed it in. Yeah, just had to carpe, the, carpe as much diem as he could. Exactly. <laughs> he carpeed a lot of diem. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did that. I'm looking forward to this. Now, your other, uh, your other documentaries have been, uh, have been excellent. The, uh, the downloaded I loved very much. Deep Web was, was phenomenal. What um what sort of draws you to the just the documentary as as an art form in and of itself? Uh, you know I I love uh, interesting individuals and individuals that are not easily uh, quantified and that don't really fall into a binary of good or bad or in in bla into black and white boxes essentially. I, I like those kinds of stories um, and because I think they're closer to human nature to true human nature, which is you know, not so easily pinned down. So I tend to be attracted to making documentaries. And, and 
about these types of characters. And, and documentaries are really well suited to, uh, to stories like this that don't fit into easy categorization because, you know, narrative, straight narrative, um, is, tends to require of the writer, because I write those too, that you, you know, you make the person a hero or a villain, or that there's a clear thesis, or, you know, if you look at, say, The Social Network, which is a really good movie about technology, but they had to make a choice, like, they had to make Zuckerberg a villain, because the, you know, the audience needed to sort of know whether they were for or against this guy, and I watched that movie, and I think, well, that's cool, but that's not really Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg isn't really a hero or a villain. He's kind of a human being with a lot of different characteristics. And what I love about Docs is it, it doesn't force you into having to make what I consider somewhat false choices like that. Like in with deep with downloaded, you could look at Sean Fanning as a hero. You could look at him as a villain. You could look at him as somewhere in between. And uh, I really enjoy that. And then Zappa, I think, is a really good candidate for that because you know he's got millions of fans who think he's fantastic. There's right. also a lot of people around the world who don't care about his music at all. And then you have people in the middle who actually really don't like him and just think he's stupid and the music is is dismissible and he's just sort of a novelty act. And he, you know, he would make fun of those people a lot during his lifetime. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, even during concerts, he would sort of call out the people in the audience that he felt, you know, weren't really there for the music. And so that's really attractive to me for a documentary because I think documentaries are really well suited to that kind of nuance of character. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed when the uh, you know on the downloaded, you watch the uh, you know with the with the nasty guy, the Sean Fanning. He's you know you you know like you said, he's not really like a villain. He's just a dude. He's yeah. just a dude that that did things, and you're like, here you go. And that that's cool about documentaries too. You just kind of present it, and I think that'll be neat with uh, with uh, Frank Zappa because I think you're right. I think there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, is that, oh, he did that uh, that yellow snow thing. Oh yeah, he's like a weird owl type character. Exactly. But, but, yeah. but I mean that's not it at all. I mean you watch his uh, his uh, PMRC hearings. Oh my goodness, great! That is poetry. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Senate hearing, if you can even pull that down, you know, as a document off the internet, it's it's incredibly well spoken and eloquent. And you know, not only that, he manages to skewer. You know, and this was his anti-censorship uh, Senate hearing for those right. who don't know what the PMRC is. But uh, in the mid '80s, when they wanted to censor lyrics and and other content in in rock and roll albums and other music and art, and and I would say Zappa was largely responsible for be- for fighting that back to, to maintain freedom for artists. And what he managed to do was, in his own inimitable way, was skewer both sides. I think he really kind of took both sides down a peg. So he wasn't really siding. With one side or the other, I mean, it was very hard against the PMRC, but he wasn't uh, really promoting another political side either. He managed to just really be for the individual and the artists, and for individual rights, and uh, and not stick himself on one side of the political battle or right. the other. Oh, yeah. It's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's it's carefully worked. He's like a like a wordsmith down there, just doing the things, just zipping in through, yep. zipping through the little things. It was fantastic. Now, uh, so this is uh, so you did the two documentaries. And then you were like, of course, she came to a crossroads. You're like, what am I going to do now? You could have you could have gone back to uh, to acting or done something else. You've done uh, like music videos, and TV shows and things like that. And then now you're doing the uh, the documentary about Frank Zappa. Yep. So I'm assuming that you are a big fan of Frank Zappa. Yeah, I've been a huge, huge Zappa fan since I was a little kid. Um, I, I really first got to know uh, Zappa when I was incredibly young, like, you know, uh, zero to five. Uh, oh, wow. That is, young. yeah. I remember the freak out record cover, uh, really impacting me when I was a little kid. I remember really being impacted by record covers when I was very young. My family was really into music and my brother who's older than me is a musician. 
And uh, so I always had album covers, and I remember sort of grooving out on Beatles covers and the Zappa cover and Stones covers. And um, I remember listening to Chungas when I was really young and thinking it was amazing. And then when I saw Zappa on SNL in the uh, in 76 and 78, I really came to realize that there was a lot more to him than just the music that I was enjoying, that there was this whole other vibe, this sort of the, the satire, the political worldview, all this other stuff. And that's when I started getting into him on a deeper level. That's gonna be that's gonna be exciting because I think a lot of people do look uh, at uh, at Frank Zappa as sort of like a like oh man this guy had to figure it out and they follow him like a like a Jesus type character so it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fun to sort of see because then you know you hear stories from band members saying like oh my goodness gracious I could not work with that man yeah he was so that's gonna be fun I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the uh, sort of that dynamic uh, play out I'm sure uh, hopefully in his in his in his vault I'm sure he's got some some bandmate yelling and things like that on there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's rehearsals, and then there's what's really great is on the on all the audio you have the you know the multi track, so you can go into an individual track, and you can pull out uh, just a vocal track. And the vocal track, which you know, you wouldn't have all this stuff on the record. Obviously, they wouldn't include it. Is going to have all kinds of goodies of of him talking to band members and all the off the cuff stuff that nobody's ever heard. Oh, that's fantastic. So how much? Uh, go back to the Kickstarter thing. Uh, how how much longer is this uh, is this going for? Well, it's we're in the last hurdle now, so we've got about another nine days, uh, and it's it's a really critical time for us. You know, we really are trying to to sock away as much as we can. No offense, sock. Oh no, no, that's fine. That's not uh, actually. And uh, so that we can so that we can really save as much of of these the the endangered materials of the vault as we can, and and put that towards this movie. So by April eighth, we're done. And every single day from here on out, we're going to be releasing, as I announced yesterday, we're going to be releasing never-before-seen material from the vault of Zappa uh, only to the backers. So you've got to be a backer to see it. And uh, so there's lots of really great stuff that we're going to be presenting over the next eight or nine days uh, for people. Oh, my goodness. Great. How long do you anticipate it's going to take to, uh, to get this, uh, this movie thing out? It's going to take a long time. It'll take a couple of years. You know, it always does. We, we, I got started on it about a year ago because I started filming Gale and doing some of the other work on it. So we got a bit of a head start, but it'll take a, you know, it's, there's a, as you said yourself, there's an enormous amount of Frank in the world. And I want to really make sure I, I've looked at as much of it as I possibly can. So I'm not going to rush it, but uh, we, we do hope to get it out expediently. So hopefully sometime in 2018, if we can get it done in time. No, that is a, that's a commitment. I imagine you had to you had to look yourself in the mirror before you you know really put all this stuff out there and be like, do I really want to be <laughs> deep into Zappa for the next several years? Yeah, well, you know what? I never would have pitched it to the family if I didn't. So I I really was ready for the and I know what doing these docs entail. I, I spent many 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 years working on the downloaded Napster story. Uh, it was it was years and years of work, and I spent a lot of time embedded with that family and and with the other people involved. So. I know what it takes. I don't really mind. It's if it's a, if it's a subject matter that I find really interesting, then it's all fun work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you do, if you enjoy what you do, you don't work a day, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Grandpa used to say something like that. Yeah, I forget yeah. What it was. yeah. That's a good time. No, I, I appreciate it. You're uh, you. I mean, your your body of work alone. 
you you're gonna have you a vault one of these days, Alex. Winter. You're gonna have you one of these days. Somebody's gonna be making the, who the f is Alex Winter going down there doing all this all this stuff. You're you're. I mean, I don't know when you sleep either. So I'm I'm very yeah. happy for you. This is good. So right. well, best of luck to you on the uh, on the uh, Kickstarter. I'm I'm definitely going to uh, to pitch in a, a few bucks there because I want I want some of these perks and things. Goodness gracious! Thank you. That's good stuff. So yeah. I always ask, uh, do you have do you have any parting words of wisdom as a as a as a successful person? I'm very interested to hear if you have any any words of wisdom to impart upon me and uh, whoever random internet person stumbles upon this podcast. <laughs> well. I mean, I've been I've been in in this business since I was nine years old. So you know, for me, it's really just about doing what you love, wherever you are. But if you're interested in doing stuff in the entertainment industry, I always just say it's it's given a lot of mystique, but there's really no mystery there. It's really about persistence and hard work. And if you work your your butt off, and you're persistent, and you don't let anyone put you in a box, you just make your own box. As long as you're willing to do the hard work, you can make your own box. So I always tell people that not to be discouraged. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. That's if that would fit on a fortune cookie, I'd be so happy to get that fortune <laughs> cookie. Well, thank you so much, Alex. With I appreciate you out uh, you stopping by. Yeah, thank you so much, and you take care of yourself. This is unbelievable.